Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friend Jake gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. Today is Monday, July 4th. Happy Independence Day to all of my fellow Americans out there. And this episode is going to cover all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I've built a mathematical model for win probability. Totals, hitters, and pitcher projections, and uh, analyze weather data in order to make one side pick and one total pick on every game played Monday through Sunday, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same, as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain model or I like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. As I go through my plays, remember there are no locks in gambling, so we'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. As always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to see it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Yesterday, break-even day, break-even week. Uh, Jake, I don't know how much you were tracking yesterday. A lot of uh, comeback and wild endings. You had the Dodgers blow it late. The Cubs game where... The Red Sox scored four runs without earning a single one of them and uh, held the Red Sox to nothing in the top of the 10th, couldn't score in the bottom, should have held them to nothing in the top of the 11th. Yeah, that wild game. Um, what did you get? The Astros with a walk-off win. Um, there were several other ones, too, I yeah. feel like. Uh, the, the Braves. Together, the Braves-Reds yeah. game. Yeah, the Braves was fun. Uh, the, Marlins, the Marlins blew it and then came back and won. I mean, there's just a lot of... <laughs> A lot of uh, last-minute flip-flops into how your wagers were going yesterday, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that's kind of like the perfect formula for a break-even even day kind of thing when things just go nuts because it's right. both ways. Right. And it's it's almost like – yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, this could have been a huge day. And then I'm like, I don't know, with all the wonkiness, like it could have actually been bad. So it's kind of like, I don't know, whatever. We live to see another day. <laughs> we'll try to get today, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's wild. Like, that's – I mean, baseball's fun because – crazy things just seem to like just come in like droves it's like okay you're doing something crazy and somebody's got to one-up you yeah it, it, it's it's the best and worst thing about baseball when you compare it to a sport like football right like not that you can't have some quick scoring in football but with football like when you have the ball you can only score seven points i mean eight i guess if you go for two right um in baseball you know when it's your time to bat you score as many as you want or as many as the team lets you, right? It's one of those, uh, it's like I said, it's good and bad, right? It creates a little bit more chaos, but it also uh, it can be a lot of fun if you need it, if you want it. But if not, uh, it can be a little stressful. Today, at least, I'm, I'm excited. I feel like one of the top five days in baseball for the season where you get a day, you get an, an 11 a.m. Eastern start and you got games yeah. all day. I mean, it's one of the top, like opening day is kind of similar maybe Memorial Day or Labor Day, and, like, one of those playoff days where you get a bunch of games, right? But, I mean, otherwise, like, this is one of the better baseball days where you just sit in front of your couch and watch baseball all day and have constantly have games on. Yes, yes, and uh, make sure you got the, like, hot dog eating contest out there, too, because that, that'll just make you want to eat all the hot dogs. Could be good or bad, right? I could go either way. <laughs> I, just, I can't say Oh, yeah, it's, that's something. Uh, all right, well, before we get to that slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And the only way to assume that you, to ensure that you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides, share with a friend if you know others in the game, hit us up on Twitter, or drop a comment on YouTube. We love those. 
and try to respond to as many as we can. We got that early game, 11.05 Eastern start here out in Washington, 10.05 Central. If you're out on the West Coast, that'll be an 8 a.m. It's like the one time when being on the West – like the West Coast is – Look, I'm 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 a believer in like, hey, you can have your opinions and that sort of thing. But like, look, if you have if you have any other opinion other than the West Coast is the place to be for watching sports, it's just wrong. Like the West Coast is by far the best place to be for watching sports. The only like caveat is like sometimes these early things are like it's a little early out there for that 8 a.m. local start, you know? <laughs> I don't know how many to be honest, I don't know how many people out there on the West Coast are gonna wake up early for this game. Yeah, it's not going to be great baseball uh, for sure. But, hey, it's one, you know, maybe we can make some money on. It'll be a warm day in Washington, mid-80s, slight breeze in, only about five miles an hour from right center field. Uh, Braxton Garrett versus Patrick Corbin. Look, uh, two pitchers that I'm going to take a stance on here, not as bad as their numbers by far. My model has both of them right around league average. Garrett has a 524 ERA, only in five appearances, but his advanced metrics – say that should be more in the three and a half range he projects more around four Corbett I've been saying it all year his ERA is slowly coming down he's not as bad as that ERA he's not good by any stretch of the imagination but instead of a six ERA the, the numbers say it should be around four and a half and that's where I project him nothing special but a guy who can go out there and eat some innings and be mediocre against a subpar Marlins offense model says Marlins minus 131 and that makes sense. The Marlins do get a boost. They are better against left-handed pitching than right-handed pitching. And so I'll back in the Marlins at minus 112 with an A-grade pick. I'm also on the under 9 with a B-grade pick. Uh, the the number that the model spinning out is uh, closer to 8 than 9. It is a little bit warmer. I think there's value on this under just because, I again, I think both pitchers aren't as bad as people realize. I think – I'm on, a, I'm on a ton of unders today. I think there's a little bit of more recreational betters today. I think the sports books are shading all the totals up a little bit. People like to bet overs. Not to say there won't be a game or two with some fireworks, but on in general, I think we're going to see 60%, 70% unders today. Obviously, you got to try to figure out which ones are going to go over, but I think both these pitchers aren't as bad as their numbers. I think nine's a gift. I think it should be eight or eight and a half. So I'm on the under with a B pick, but I really love the Marlins here to get it done early for us today. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm all over the Marlins here. Uh, I don't trust Corbin, and there's really not much, not many teeth to that Washington Nationals offense. Yep. So it's, uh, I think the Marlins are a much better team right now. And I'm not exactly sure what the Nationals are doing, but it's it's not great from a baseball standpoint. Uh, saw somewhere they're trying to give Soto like four hundred million dollars. I mean, he's worth it, but ooh. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but I think I think the Marlins are the are the play here. They're a much better team. Yeah, my my database has the Nationals as the worst team in the National League. Um, it is curious what their aim is as an organization, right? It's like they're kind of stuck in this no man's land of rebuilding and competing and and. Obviously, now they're shifting towards rebuilding, but they still have some pieces that you're like, you should have traded these guys away and just restocked. And I mean, imagine the haul they could have got for Soto, yeah, you know, a year ago or something like that. Um, or, or you decide to keep them and you decide it's going to be a quick rebuild. But I feel like they don't know what, exactly what yeah. they're doing there. And it, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're they're locked in the Strasburg, and I don't, I, I mean, the guy's great, but I don't think he's ever going to be what he was. And 
he might just be a relief pitcher at this point. All the all the injuries he's had, it's been unfortunate, right? I mean, almost from the very start from the very start of his career, and a guy who's electric and a lot of fun to watch, just having a hard time staying on the field. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm with you. The Marlins are at least decent. They're fighting for a, a playoff berth. Who knows if they can get there? Uh, but they have a lot to play for. The Nationals. I, I, what do you what do you think? Do you, do you buy into you know, like oh home game in Washington? They're going to play better because the Fourth of July crowd. I mean, I feel like maybe that helps if you're decent, but like if you're really bad, I can't see it doing much. That's my personal take. Yeah, yeah, I, and not like with it being a noon game. I don't, I don't know how many people like a lot of people are still going to be doing their Fourth of July cookout stuff. Like, uh, like, eleven, like, eleven, eleven a.m. Yeah, yeah, start. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, so I mean, like, because the night game, maybe you buy into that because maybe people want to finish their nights out, wait, like go watch the fireworks. Fireworks at the end, yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's happening at 11 a.m. Yep, yep. Uh, a handful of 1 o'clock Eastern starts. The first one that we'll talk about, Rangers at the Orioles. Uh, it'll be a warm one in Baltimore, mid-80s all day. Winds will be around 5 miles an hour, kind of across the start, maybe slightly out at the end, not really much of a wind effect. Another situation with two decent pitchers. Dane Dunning and Dean Kremer. Uh, Dunning, a 490 RA, advanced metrics, pretty much right in line with that. Projects to be maybe a tiny bit better than league average, but not by much. Kremer having a fantastic season so far in his five starts, but the advanced metrics say the ERA should be close to four. Um, also projects around league average. Two solid pitchers. Um, obviously a warmer day in Baltimore, so that kind of balances that out a little bit. The model says Rangers minus 107. I'm on the Rangers minus 104. Just a lean. I don't think there's a lot of value. If you give me some plus odds in the Rangers, I like that. Otherwise, I think the Rangers are a little bit better, but in Baltimore kind of balances out. I mean, this is kind of a ho-hum game between two teams that are surprisingly decent, but I don't see either one of them really contending in the playoffs. Um, one of my best friends is a Rangers fan, and he's you know kind of realistic about the team, but has mentioned, you know, Hey, if you squint hard enough and you look at the schedule the right way, you know, that sort of thing. I just, I mean, the Rangers are just okay. And the Orioles are only okay, which is a huge improvement for them, of course, given where they're coming from. Uh, but obviously that division is going to be impossible. It's just two kind of ho-hum teams, um, kind of a coin tossy type game. Like I said, if you give me plus odds on the Rangers, I like that. But at minus 104, it's, it's kind of there. I'll, I'll take them, but I don't love it. Uh, and then I'm on the under eight and a half with the B pick. Um, I think both these pitchers are decent enough to overcome the weather. I think this total should be eight. Um, Orioles have been mostly an under team this year. Even yesterday when the elements were perfect for them to go over, still an easy under game yesterday, uh, unfortunately, since I had the over on that one. So uh, just for the most part, the Orioles and under just seem to go together. So I like the under here. Uh, I think is the best look for that game, but one that is priced not not, not bad in my opinion. Uh, Jake, what do you think? Yeah, this this one of the ones I'm, <clears throat> I'm staying away from because I, I just – I don't trust either team to actually win the game. And the under is probably, if I was going to make a pick, that's where I'd play it. But I'm, I'm not going to do it. I just don't trust these teams and don't really want to watch this game. So I don't want any scary. <laughs> so I want, to, I want a reason to ignore this one. So and, and, and the Orioles had them on Friday and Saturday's huge plus dogs and blew both of those games. It's like you said, they just, they're not quite there. I mean, like I said, huge, huge improvement, but they're just not quite there. They still need a few more pieces. Um, at least it gives you some optimism if you're an Orioles fan, though, and probably a lot more, probably the most fun you've had watching baseball in, I don't know, five, six years, whatever it might be, watching this team. So for when John Means pitched, but he's, uh, yeah, he's yeah. incredible last year. He has, and it does make you wonder, like, 
the or the division really still kills yeah. them. But of course, you you wonder if Means was healthy all season. You wonder like, could this team like be above five hundred? That sort of thing. I mean, he's such a good pitcher, but uh, I, that division is just so tough. Uh, yeah. it, it, they're, they're gonna be helped out a lot next year when they shift to playing fewer divisional games, more of a balanced schedule. All the teams in the other league, that sort of thing. Yeah. They're gonna be they're gonna have a hard time getting ahead of those teams, but at least they won't have to play such tough competition year day in and day out. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be terrible. Yeah. Uh, once in Eastern first pitch, one of my new favorite teams, the Guardians at the Tigers. Uh, it'll be a, a, a really warm one, especially for Detroit standards. Upper 80s, touching 90 by the end of the game, but the winds will be blowing in from right center at about 10 miles an hour. So still a boost to the bats given the warmth, but that wind blowing in could dampen it a little bit and make it not quite as extreme as you would think. You also have a pitcher-friendly ballpark there in Detroit. Pitching will be Zach Plesak versus Garrett Hill. Uh, Plesak's having a very solid season, 386 ERA. Projects more around league average, but so far the results have been there for him. Um, Garrett Hill, I'm going to be completely honest, I've literally never heard of him. He doesn't pull in as a starter in my database. I have no idea if he's opening or if he's... I assume he's not like a true starting prospect because those guys pull into my database as starters. Um the Tigers are just a team to like ignore this year. I keep thinking they're going to figure it out. Last year they finished so good. I keep thinking they're going to like be decent and they keep not being decent. It's just, if you're a Tigers fan, you have to be really frustrated at the hope you had coming into the season and a few new offseason signings. And then all of a sudden just what happened <laughs> to that team? Uh, I'm on the Guardians. The model says minus 156 is the right price. I'll take it minus 142. The model does love the Guardians, but the model also still thinks the Tigers are decent, and I don't think they are. So I think the Guardians are the right side here um, at, at this price. I think it's a pretty good value still. And then I'll take the under 8.5. I think this total should be a lot lower. I just don't trust the Tigers to score at all, especially against a pitcher with a pulse like Plesak. The Guardians should score, but I don't think they're going to get to nine themselves. So it's a B pick for me on the under. I, I really feel the only way this goes over is if the Guardians get at least seven, maybe eight runs. And that's doable, of course. They have a pretty good offense. Uh, but it, it, that just it, it's possible, right? There's no locks in gambling. But I, I'll take my chances with the under. I think that's the right side. I think this total should be either seven and a half or eight. Um, only fear there the, the hot weather. But again, hopefully that wind knocks it down a little bit. And again, I don't think the Tigers can score at all. But love the Guardians there at minus 142. A great pick for me there. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, this is probably my favorite play of the day with the Guardians. I, I just I like the value we have here on it. And the Tigers, you're right. Like I, I was kind of looking forward to them being good this year. Like, yeah. That might not be fun to watch, kind of keep up. And then young like, team, just a couple, couple new big bats. Yeah. Obviously, Cabrera is always, always fun to root for. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I mean, I know his career is coming to an end. So, like, you want him to go out on a good note, not one they're like, why are you still playing him? Yeah. Thing. Like it's the season's done, but like, it's, there's just rough. Um, but I, I really like the guardians here. This is just, a, it should be an easy win. Like yeah. I said, there's no locks, but th this should be the one that's the easiest to, to go ahead and cash. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And then the other game in this time slot, the one thirty Eastern game raise at the Red Sox. Uh, it looks like we had Michael Waka pitching for the Red Sox. He was scratched basically, I don't know, half an hour before we went on to record this. It looks like Austin Davis is going to open for them instead. Uh, hard to say exactly how deep he'll go, so a lot of bullpen action there. I assume he's only going two or three. 
Uh, Jalen Beeks will open for Tampa. He will also only presumably go about two innings. So mostly a lot of bullpen work uh, for this one. The model says it should be Red Sox minus 140. And as at the time of the recording, there was no line out yet, but that'll probably be coming shortly. Uh, and I'll make a pick on that one. But the model says the Red Sox are the right play here. Their offense is better than Tampa's. Um, as mediocre as their bullpen is, the model doesn't like the race bullpen this year. Thinks it's traded away one too many pieces. Um, and in Boston, the model probably going to be on the Red Sox there unless the price is too high. But I will say it's about 80 degrees in Boston, which is relatively warm for them. And on top of that, you have the winds blowing out. Um two offenses that are better than the pitching staffs. There could be a lot of runs in this game. Uh, I, I kind of think I'm going to be on the over. I don't think they'll price it high enough, in my opinion. I mean, I feel like 10 is probably the right number for this. Um, uh, we'll see, of course, what comes out. But uh, I think there could be a lot of runs in this game, a situation where both bullpens have enough mediocre pieces that are going to have to pitch in what's two bullpen games. Some, It's almost like I said with the Giants-White Sox game yesterday. Somebody's going to give up some runs. I don't know exactly who, but somebody's going to give up some runs and a lot of them, especially in that ballpark. Uh, so I expect a lot of runs in that one. Of course, I'll make an official pick later. Jake, do you have any thoughts for us on this one? Yeah, I, I was thinking over all the way in this. Lucy bullpens and the way the Red Sox are playing. They finished, what, like, won like 21, 22 games in June or whatever. Something they, did, like. they did a very good month. Yeah, really bad start of the season and then a pretty good month. Up until they lost those two to the Cubs there, they were really rolling. Yeah, so it's, I, that, that might also be – when, the, when those numbers come out, I'll, I'm going to be very interested in this game to see, see what's going on. Yeah, of course, and of course I say that, you know, like if we see a total like 10 and a half or something, I'm just going to yeah. be like, well, I don't know what to do with that. But the number that the total, that the model spits out is uh, a little over 11 and a half. So, I mean, I, I think I'm probably going to be on the over. The question is just how heavy, depending on the number, right? If, if for some reason it's under 10, you like it a lot more. The higher it gets up, the harder it is. But I'm like, you like pretty good offenses. Yeah. Um pretty rough relievers and a hitter's ballpark. I feel like there's just going to be a lot of runs in this one. Uh, don't know who's going to score them exactly, but they should happen. <laughs> 14 Easter first pitch Cubs at the Brewers. Interestingly enough in this one, uh, roof, since there's no AC in Milwaukee, roof should be open. Going to be warm to start. A chance of rain at the end of the game, which might make them close the roof. I don't know exactly what that's going to do to the temperature. So the climate in that one's going to be a little bit interesting, but you have a little bit of a header-friendly ballpark there and maybe some warmer weather. So it's just something to keep an eye on um, in that one. Pitching-wise, though, two pitchers I like, Justin Steele versus Eric Lauer. Both of them project above average. Uh, both of them are uh, – both of them have ERAs around in the low fours. Both of their advanced metrics, though, are pretty solid. Steels, I think, are a lot better um, than Lauer. Steel projects to be about a full run better than Lauer does. Um, but two pitchers I, I like. Um, the model says Brewers minus 127, so I'll take the Cubs plus 133. I think there's a little bit of value there on the Cubs. I'd like a higher number there than that um, before I'm invested even more, but I think the Cubs are – Offer a little bit of value at that price. With regards to the total, I'm still going under despite the potential warmer weather just because I don't think either offense is worth a flip. The Cubs' offense is atrocious. The Brewers' offense is still below average. The Cubs' relievers are decent. The Brewers' relievers are good. It, it'll be a warmer day, but it's just going to be hard to get to nine, in my opinion. I think that's a gift. Minus 120 on the juice there kind of sucks, but I still go A pick there. I think this total, even with potentially warmer weather involved, I still think this total should be 
seven and a half or eight. I'd still go under eight with the push protection there. Seven and a half is the number that I'd really scratch my head at and say that's a really tough one to peg. I just don't trust either offense. So I love under nine, and that one is my main play. Jake, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm the same way. Both these offenses are just not – I don't know. They haven't figured anything out this year. It doesn't seem like – the Cubs are still throwing out lineups where you barely recognize names. And the Brewers, wisdom, wisdom can hit the crap out of the ball. Oh, and, then, yeah. and then what? I mean <laughs> – It's kind of the same story with the Nationals. you got Soto and then – Yeah. But, the, like, the Brewers really surprised me. I thought they were going to be a much better all-around team. Not that yeah. they're bad, doing bad by any stretch, but – I just thought they were going to be a more complete team, more of a like threat to win it all. And if that offense doesn't pick it up, they're they're not going to be able to do that. It's too much pressure on the starters. Um, but I, I I really like this under. It's I don't think I don't think there's going to be many many balls leaving the park. Yeah, yeah, and and you make a good point with the Brewers. It is a little surprising. I never thought their offense was going to light the world on fire, but the way they played offensively at the end of the year. You kind of thought they'd be at least above average, you know, maybe just a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit above average, you know, could score a few runs. And then obviously Woodruff has been a little bit of a disappointment this season, Peralta being injured. Um, all of a sudden their top three amazing starters has turned into just burns. <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah, it's it's been a little bit disappointing. They're, they've hung around, uh, but of course the Cardinals have been pretty good as well. So it's like they need to get something going here to really be dangerous in the playoffs. It's there. And of course, that bullpen back of the bullpen is still fantastic, but uh, yeah, that offense just hasn't been able to go. And maybe they'll find that magic they did in the second half last year, uh, but it hasn't done it yet. I just haven't been impressed. Yesterday, I thought they'd score plenty of runs um, in a in a warmer day in Pittsburgh against Thompson and those mediocre relievers, and they put up two runs. I mean, I don't, I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like this Brewers Brewers organization is always just like. Just about there, kind of like the yeah. Atlanta Hawks were for a bit, for a bit yeah. with like Josh Smith and all that. Like it's like hey, you're good enough to get to the playoffs, but we just can't do it all the way. Yep, yep. Same time slot, four ten Eastern. The other game here in this window: Royals at the Astros. Be in the under the roof there at Minute Maid Park. John Heasley versus Jake Odorisi. Odorisi had been rolling until that injury he suffered uh, about a month, month and a half ago or so. Heasley's a guy I've been saying all season. He had some good numbers, and I kept saying, y'all, it's smoke and mirrors. It's smoke and mirrors. Finally, he has blown up, and his ERA now at 520 is fairly close to where the advanced metrics say. It just took a little bit of time. Projects to be very bad. This Astros offense uh, should be able to score some runs off of him. Odorisi, a 313 ERA. I'm not sure he's that good, but he really was pitching well. Odorisi's a, a real question mark because he was supposed to be a lot better he had a good year a couple good years in minnesota was supposed to be a lot better last year for the astros as the um, you know replacement for verlander obviously not to live up to verlander but just come in and, and fill in that spot and was just very bad last year this year started off kind of shaky started getting rolling they got hurt big question mark for Odorisi. the model says he's average and i'm like that seems a good enough guess because if he's good, you didn't miss by much. And if he's bad, I didn't miss by much, right? It's one of those, like, this is the, the in-between. I don't really know. The model, thankfully, is not taking a stand one way or the other because if it did, it could look either really smart or really foolish. Models is Astros minus 260. 
five. So I'm on the Astros at minus 212 with an A-grade pick. One you might want to look run line. There wasn't a run line, actually, when we locked these plays in, so I didn't have that as an option. But one you might want to look at, the odds are really high. I always talk about it's scary to lay a price like minus 200. This is a situation where I'm okay with it. The Astros' offense is light years ahead of the Royals' offense. And as much as I don't know about Odorisi, I do know about Heasley. I don't trust him at all. The Astros' bullpen's better than the Royals' bullpen there at home. I'm comfortable laying a price in the 200s. I don't think I'd lay it up to 265. That's a bit too much in my opinion. But at this price, I still think there's value. Or again, you can look at the run line. And I'll go under nine with a B pick. I do think the Astros will score some runs off the Royals. I just never trust the Royals to actually score. Astros relievers have been pretty good. I like the under uh, at, at under nine. I don't like it at eight and a half. I do think it should be priced at eight and a half, though. So a little bit of value there if you can still grab that nine, uh, in my opinion. But at eight and a half, uh, I think it's lost all its value because I can easily see nine happening in this game. Jake, what do you got for us? Yeah. I was looking for that run line for the Astros, but I'm, they're going to win. It's not really going to be too much of a question. Easily's bad. Or Older Easy is, yeah, like you said, you've nailed it the head. Like, <laughs> maybe? Uh, if he's if he's good, the Astros win, you know, 7 nothing. If he's not, yeah. they probably still win 7-5. <laughs> <laughs> really? That, that, that's given a lot of credit to this Royals offense. True. It's fair. <laughs> but uh, this Astros team, is, and they've looked like they've put it all together offensively and especially with Alfred's back, it's it's very scary. Um, I would not want to play them ever again, but the Astros are going to run away with this one, I would think. Yeah, and I made the joke on Twitter. The Astros are just dominating, setting up to, again, beat the Yankees in the ALCS and then lose to an NL East team in the World Series. I have to assume that's the Mets this year because they cycle through. We've already lost to uh, the Nationals and the Braves. Uh, I don't see the, the the Marlins getting there. So I, I, I the Phillies probably not going to get So I assume it's the Mets. So congratulations, Mets, on your World Series title this year. Um, <laughs> Somebody took this. Yeah, it's going to be a magical run. Yeah, it's, I, it just feels like the way it's going to happen, right? It's like, uh, you know, like a two, two out of three chance. That's the way it plays out. <laughs> Uh, to the night game, 6-10 Eastern, first pitch Giants at the Diamondbacks. Uh, we'll be under the roof there in Arizona. Carlos Rodon versus Madison Bumgarner, two solid lefties. Uh, the model uh, loves Carlos Rodon, has him as about the 10th best pitcher, I believe. 262 ERA, advanced metrics lineup right with that. Having a very good season. I think people were hoping for better numbers from him in San Francisco, but of course that park now playing more neutral rather than pitcher-friendly. Um, is going to bump him up a little bit. If he was playing in the old San Francisco, I'm assuming his ERA would be around two at this point. But, but after a little bit shaky of a start, having a solid year, Bumgarner having a good year with that 363 ERA, the advanced metrics say it should be a full run higher. So just average there for Bumgarner at this point. The model says that the number should be minus 167. So I'm on the Diamondbacks at 166. I think this game's priced really well, though. There's not a lot of value on either side, in my opinion. I'll take a flyer with the home dog, but it's not one that, again, I think it's priced really well, personally. Um, and with regards to the total, I think eight is way too high. I'm going under eight at even money, A grade pick. I think this total should be seven. I'd never trust the Diamondbacks to score. Um, the Giants can probably score off of Bumgarner, but I don't expect them to score a ton. Um, the Giants probably win this game. I feel like they probably win this game something like four to one. Um, like I said, it, it, and, and so, you, you know, I just don't want to be on the Giants. I just think laying minus 180, minus 190, just, it's just too much. I just don't think there's value in it. 
but they probably win. They probably win a low-scoring game. I don't see how there's runs. I love this under eight. That's my main focus on this, and I think even money is just the cherry on top for this play, personally. Uh, Jake, what do you got for us? Yeah, yeah, the under here. Uh, the Diamondbacks offense is feast or famine, it feels like, and uh, gets a really good pitcher like Radon. This is going to be a famine-type night, I would think. Yeah. Unless something just crazy happens. And, and the Giants offense isn't that great. I feel like they're very just average in most aspects. And it's, so I don't see them <laughs> pushing this over. I think I don't I don't think there's gonna be a chance you really see a seven one, six two game. I think you nailed it. It's gonna be like four or five to one, maybe two. And that, that way we'll cash that under. Yeah. And both uh both offenses worse against lefties than against righties. Both of them actually have uh, some some left-handed uh, heaviness to them. The Giants' offense overall a little bit above average according to my numbers, but back to average against lefties. So you just have an average offense there. The Diamondbacks' offense not good and somehow gets worse against lefties. So, yeah, I just think the, and the longer these lefties go, the more likely you're going to – this under is going to hit. Not just because if they go longer, that, that means they're doing well, just – one of those things where these hitter, these teams are just not set up to have success against lefties, um, given how left-handed heavy they are. Six forty Eastern first pitch Mets at the Reds. Warm one in Cincinnati. We're going to start off at ninety degrees. Close in the low eighties. The winds will be blowing in, but at five miles an hour or under, so the wind's not going to help the pitchers too much. Taiwan Walker having a fantastic season, two seventy-two ERA. Vance metrics say it should be around three and a half, so it's not like it's complete smoke and mirrors. Projects to be pretty good. Hunter Green, a 572 ERA. Numbers, uh, his reality, not that bad. His advanced metrics say about a run lower than that. But at this point, I just project him to be pretty average. Model says Mets minus 188. This line really confuses me. Mets minus 149 is a gift. I don't think this Reds team is good at all. Um, I don't think they're as bad as they started. I've said that all year. No team is as bad as 3-23 and 23 or whatever it was. Um, but they're still not a good team. And I know they're at home. But the Mets have an edge here, a pretty solid edge in the starting pitcher department. They have a huge edge in the bullpen, and they have a pretty solid edge on offense as well. I mean, you could maybe talk me into laying a number pretty close to 200 on the Mets. And y'all know I don't love doing that. I try not to do that. But, I mean, this number makes zero sense to me. Minus 149, A-grade pick. It's an A-grade pick at minus 150, minus 160. Even maybe into the minus 160s, I still think it's an A-grade pick. I think the Mets are the right side here. Uh you know, I'm always talking about value and making sure the price is right, but the Mets win this game a lot, in my opinion. I just think they have edges everywhere. And I'll take the under nine and a half, only a lean, though, in that park. I, I think both pitchers are maybe a little bit under-respected, so I'll go under. But in that park, on a warm day, I, I, I don't really like this at all. I think the totals, I think nine and a half is the exact total. Really, I kind of just like the fact that it's minus 105. But I think nine and a half is a pretty spot on total, in my opinion. It's it's hard to go over nine and a half unless you have the right elements. And I don't really trust this Reds offense that much. But um, like I said, I'll take a flyer on the under. But I'm staying away mostly from this total. I think it's priced really well at nine and a half. Uh, Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking what the new World Series champs that we. <laughs> yeah, we've already crowned them. Yeah, so I'm taking them to win this one. Uh, yeah, they're they're at every level they're better than this Reds team. And then Walker's really playing well this year. And it's been, I, I kind of thought he was going to fall off because I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, the last couple of years he's been beat up with injuries and 
Yeah, it's been the longest streak he's had without being hurt in a while. Yeah. Uh, a, long, a long while. I mean, probably four or five. I mean, he might have had a longer stretch in there, but I feel like it's been about yeah. four or five years since he's really consistently pitched. Yeah, so it's uh, I've been really surprised with him doing that. But the Mets are just incredible. As much as I need them to lose this game so the Braves can cover this three and a half games, um, they're just not going to drop this one. And then they got great news out of the Grom, I think. <laughs> His first rehab start went mm-hmm. struck out five of the six hitters he faced. So they're only going to get better. And then this is just man, this mess. Yeah, Scher- Scherzer's been Scherzer's been making rehab starts. Yeah. Degrom getting yeah, going he's, again. He's supposed to come back Tuesday, right? Tuesday, I think. Yeah, yeah. You got to be really excited if you're a Mets fan, knowing that where you are and knowing you get those two guys back. I mean, your rotation at this point is probably still okay, but you had those two guys, and all of a sudden now it becomes. <laughs> Best rotation of baseball, probably bar none. Yeah, and, uh, it's, I mean, scary. It's scary if you're in the NL East. Yeah, it's hard to think of a better rotation that, like, if everybody's throwing it in the last handful of years, that's been yeah. tough. But yeah, so, start with those top two guys. When when Scherzer, I mean, I, I guess when Scherzer was in the Dodgers, you had a similar setup there. But I still think, but Degrom just being by far the best pitcher in baseball, yeah. yeah, pairing him up with Scherzer just seems unfair as a one-two punch. Yes. Game two in Detroit, we'll have the Guardians at the Tigers. Weather-wise there, we're going to be in the mid-80s to start, about 80 degrees closing. A chance of rain as the day moves along. Hopefully we can avoid that. Uh, Winds will be blowing in from right center at 5 to 10 miles an hour. It looks like we don't know exactly who's pitching for Cleveland. One source said Cal Quantrill. Another says Connor Pilkington. I'm plugging in Pilkington into the model versus Alex Fado for the Tigers. Uh, both of these pitchers are a little bit below average. Pilkington had a little bit of run early on where we thought he might be a little above average, but he's kind of come back to earth. Um, neither one of these guys very good. Not really much to say. The model, if it is these two pitchers, says Guardians minus 164, and basically says when the starting pitchers are awash, you have the Guardians offense just vastly superior to the Tigers. Um, any thoughts for us on this one, Jake? I really, it's going to be a repeat of the first game. I feel like just, yeah. the Guardians are just that much better. And even if the pitchers are bad, I think that there's not there's not really a counter to Ramirez and Naylor that the Tigers have. So it's I think the Guardians run away with this one too. Yeah, probably right there. Uh, Six forty Eastern, same time slot here. Mariners at the Padres. It'll be a nice day in San Diego, around seventy degrees for the most part. Winds will be blowing out to right field at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Probably not a huge effect in that ballpark. It kind of normally slight breeze out anyway a lot of times. Uh, Chris Flexen versus Sean Manaya. Flexen has outperformed his advanced metrics a little bit by about half a run. He's a, an average pitcher, maybe a little bit below average. He's at least going to give you some length, which is nice. Uh, Manaya 392 ERA, advanced metrics and projection line up right with that good. Not great. A model says the Padres should be a minus 128 favorite. It says that the Padres win this about 56% of the time. So if I kind of run through my little exercise there, they start off at 53%. Basically, the model says that the Mariners get a little bit of a boost because they have a better bullpen and a better offense. But the fact that Manaya is that much better than Flex and still gives the Padres an extra 3% boost, that kind of makes sense to me here. The Mariners' offense isn't great, but it's still been it's still better according to the model than the Padres, and the Mariners' offense not as good 
against lefties, which hurts them a little bit. But in general, two mediocre offenses against slight edge, the Mariners, Mariners with a better bullpen, Padres the better starting pitcher. This is should be closer to a coin toss, in my opinion. Padres minus 180 blows my mind. The Padres easily could win this game. Again, I think they win it 56% of the time, but minus 180 on the Padres blows my mind. I'm taking the Mariners at plus 166. I'm giving it a B grade. Not quite enough. I'm just a little bit nervous with Flexen. I just don't fully trust him, so I'm not giving this an A grade. And so I'm downgrading from an A to a B just because we're already getting big plus odds, and I don't need to be over-invested going against Manaya. Um, because, again, the Padres do have an edge there with the starting pitcher. But I love this under. San Diego is still a pitcher-friendly park. Manaya is good. Both these offenses, again, the Padres' offense I have as below average. The Mariners' offense against worse against lefties. As mediocre as the Padres' bullpen is, I still have them better than average. I think the Mariners' bullpen's good. I think eight's tough to get to. I think this total should be seven, maybe seven and a half. So the fact that we can push at eight, I love this. I'm an A grade under on the eight. And I still think the Mariners are a good choice, but given that we've got such good odds, I don't have to be invested in that third unit. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I'm playing the under here. I don't like Manaya, I think he's actually better than what the stats are showing. I think he I think he's got the ability to to really shut teams down. And and I, I may have miscounted days and not read the suspensions correctly, but do the Mariners have all their players back? Or are they still uh, playing with half a roster after that brawl with the Angels? I'm not exactly sure on how all that played out. To be yeah. fair, I can't think of, other than Rodriguez who's playing, I don't really know how many guys in the Mariners that really matters if they're out versus their backups. Because, again, their offense is just okay, right? <laughs> yeah, this the, like, that's one of the, another reason I just like that. Because these, both these offenses are just... Sh- the Padres should be a lot better. I don't. I don't understand what's happening there. Um, I mean, I know you don't have Tatis, but that that shouldn't make that big of a difference. And then the Mariners. Not although I think they fell for a trick that Winker put on them last year, <laughs> with the MVP type season, and that just didn't work out. So the Thunder should be fairly fairly safe. And as a money line kind of pick, I don't. I don't have a really opinion because it's. The whole team scare me. Yeah, yeah, and and it's just end of the price. I mean, it, it, at a better price, I'm sure I'd take the Padres. But yeah, minus 180. It's like that doesn't make a lot of sense. Manaya is like you said, he definitely can shut down teams. Uh, he's kind of a lot of all or nothing, and so he's either going to shut the Mariners down. This is probably a low scoring game. We've got the under. Maybe the Mariners pull it out late. Maybe they don't, but we got this under. If Manaya blows up, we're in trouble with the under, but then we got plus 166 on the Mariners. That's kind of my thought there. It kind of hedging both ways. Mike can win both, but hard to lose both of them, um, in my opinion. Flexen, again, not great, but at least mediocre enough against a Padres offense that just hasn't been impressive. Uh, part of that's got to be Tatis. Part of it's, I don't know. It, 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 I mean, Grisham's having a really bad year, and I think that hurt. They expected more from him. Um, I mean, uh, we didn't really expect Myers much from Hosmer. I don't know. Yeah, Myers being out, too, I guess, really. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, they've got good starting pitching, for sure. And that's where the model's basically like, most of this team is just okay. They're carried by their fantastic starters. Um, and that can, only, that can only get you so far because, again, that's only half the game. And given that the relievers do eventually pitch, it's not even half the game, right? So it's 
they've got the starting pitcher part down, right? They just need other stuff to go well for them. <laughs> 720 Eastern first pitch, Cardinals at the Braves. Cardinals playing uh, off of last night, so we do have the Sunday night baseball effect, that extra difference in travel uh, being shown to affect teams. That is accounted for in the model here. It'll be a warm one in Atlanta, upper 80s to start, low 80s to close, but a chance of rain throughout the night, so that's something to keep an eye on. It's one of those things where the, the, the rain could completely miss, and we have no idea that there was even rain around, uh, but it could play a part in this one. If it does play a part and the game gets delayed later into the night, that makes the under look a little bit more enticing as it will cool down. Uh, no wind effect in this one, really, as it should say, under five miles an hour. Dakota Hudson versus Kyle Wright. Dakota Hudson's been almost a full run better than his advanced metrics. A great season. I'm just not sure he's still he's this good. I think he's probably closer to average. Uh, Kyle Wright's a pitcher we've talked about all season. I've been on this guy. I like him a lot. 303 ERA. Advanced metrics line up right with that. Uh, just continue to improve his rating in my system. I, I like him a lot. I've really hesitated fading him. I'm going to fade him today, but just with a C pick, I'm going to take the Cardinals. It's just a big price at plus 150. I think this Cardinals team is pretty good. The models finally, after fading the Cardinals a lot, models finally come around to this Cardinals team and realizing just how good they are. I like Kyle Wright, but minus 163 is just a lot. Um, again, the model is accounting for the Sunday night baseball effect there for the Cardinals. Um, what I really like in this one's the under. The Cardinals bats are pretty good, uh, but they struggled last night. I think they're going to struggle against Kyle Wright today. Under nine, it's a B pick. It's just too warm in a hitter-friendly park, especially in a hitter-friendly park in the summer, for me to go A grade under on this. But in general, like Hudson's not bad. This Braves offense has been kind of just ho-hum, mediocre. I think under nine's the right side. I think this should probably be eight or eight and a half. It's just I'm a little concerned about the heat. And I'm a little concerned about the fact that in the summer, this park just plays pretty hitter-friendly. So be a great pick for me on the under nine. And I'll take a flyer in the Cardinals just because of the price, but it's not one that I'm really invested in. Kyle Wright's the better uh, pitcher for sure, and so it's hard to go too uh, too much against him. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually not endorsing a play on this, but I think the Braves get it, but I don't like the price. Yeah. Um, like, Wright is good. I mean, he – he can miss at times, and so like, it really makes me nervous, especially as this Cardinal team is actually very good. And then, man, the over-under, like like I said, it's a warm day in Atlanta. If that rain doesn't come through, it's, it really scares me on the under. And then yep. if the rain comes through, then the over, like the chance of that coming, that, that kills the over. So I'm just – everything about this game makes me nervous from a betting standpoint. Um, but I, I do think the Braves will win this. They seem to be – like Riley and Swanson seem to be coming along. Um, Ozuna's picked it back up a little bit here recently, so they're looking better, but still not a great offense by any stretch. That's all I can say on this one. That's just, yeah. I'm very scared of everything on this. Yeah, and, and, and like you said, I, I completely agree with that. I think the, the Braves are more likely to win. It's just the price is just too much. It's um, and, and I mentioned this before, and I'll just say it again. The, the bottom line being, there's you know over a thousand games in the season, and so. It's just it's tough to, to lay too big of odds unless you think there's value. So, I mean, if you, if you can come up with a situation where you say you think the Braves are, you know, 65, you know, whatever percent likely to win, then lay the price. It's just that seems like a lot given the fact that I think the Cardinals offense is still better than the Braves offense. Yeah. Um, and, and the Cardinals relievers are are not far behind the Braves relievers, especially I like this Braves bullpen. This Braves bullpen has been trending back toward average 
here as the season's gone along, blowing the game yesterday. Um, and that's, you know, the Braves bullpen, which was such a strength. And, of course, was a huge strength when Strider was in the bullpen. That kid is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but at this point, it's still good. But, I mean, the bullpens are close. The Cardinals' offense is better. Like, 163 to me is just a really high price for going against a good team with a decent pitcher. So, um, I'm like, you Braves probably win, but the price is just too much for me on that one. 18 Eastern first pitch, Twins at the White Sox. Low 80s in Chicago, a chance of rain, about a 33% coverage throughout the night. So something to keep an eye on there. Winds will be blowing in or across from right field at about 10 miles an hour. So something to keep an eye on there. If it's more in, that might help the pitchers out a little bit. If it's across, it'll be more neutral and just a warmer day in Chicago, um, helping the bats out a little bit there. So something to keep an eye on. There's definitely some weather questions in this one. Dylan Bundy versus Johnny Cueto. Bundy, 471 ERA. Advanced metrics say maybe not quite that bad, but he's uh, below average. Cueto, a 333 ERA, probably not that good, but still probably a little bit above average. So a slight edge to the White Sox with regards to the starting pitcher. Um, offenses are both pretty solid. Relievers, as mediocre as the Twins relievers are, the White Sox relievers are really bad, really injured at this point, too. Um, just kind of a shambles. Um, really a coin tossy type game. Twins are probably um, a little bit better of a team here, but then you have the White Sox at home. So I just think this is a real coin flip type game. The White Sox model, White, model says White Sox minus 103. I'll take the Twins plus 112. There's some value on anything above plus 110 in a game that who the heck knows what's going to happen in it. Um, so be great pick on the Twins. I just think there's, like I said, value in the coin flip with those odds. And I'll take the over nine at minus 115 with a B pick. I think this should be nine and a half. I think the relievers, the pitchers just aren't great. These offenses are the strongest units on the field. So I'll go with the over. Um, probably the one of the only overs that I like here today. Uh, Jake, what do you got? Yeah, this is, this is again, the game I've kind of got circled. I, I've got a little something. Uh, I really like Cueto. I think he's better. Um, so I but I'm gonna. I think it keeps it close because I don't trust. I think the Twins' offense is much better than the uh, White Sox' offense. So what I'm doing here is I'm gonna take the Twins with the run line. So take them plus one and a half because I think this game stays close. And Cueto has been on it here recently, last five games, going at least five innings, and in every one of those he's had, uh, or four of the five he's had over five or, or five or more strikeouts. With his uh, strikeout prop being four and a half and Plus, I think 116 was what I saw earlier this morning. I think that should be a no-brainer for him to do with the Twins. Are in the top half of the league, in stri- top, however you want to phrase it, they are in the top. They strike out. They strike out a lot. Rest the bottom, bottom part of the league, so they're they're in the like however you want to phrase that one. But uh, so I, I I think he takes advantage of that. I think he, he get five six out of him, and he gets five six strikeouts. I think he'll do about one an inning, and I think that'll that little. Same game parlay there will make a little cash for us. And you talk about the strikeout props. So many times these props, like especially for the pitchers, you're basically just projecting projecting a little bit how they'll do, but you're also kind of just projecting how long you think they'll go. You mentioned Cueto going deeper into games. If he's if he's going six innings, you know he should hit that for sure. Even if he goes five, he has a good he has a chance at it. Um, so it's kind of the main thing you're projecting there. Um, I'm kind of with you. He's been impressive, and it's interesting. You know, the model finally has him projected at a little bit above average. 
he's one. There's a handful of pitchers that I look at the models just got more variability on because of what they've done recently and injuries and being up and down. And it's kind of like, you don't really know what you're getting. Um, and so again, he's continuing to improve in that um, in the model's eyes. And he might be again, a little bit better than the model suggests, but again, a lot of variability, but if he can go, even if it's, even if it's five or six innings and gives up three runs or whatever, the runs don't matter because as long as he gets those outs, he's getting good chances for strikeouts. Yeah. Yeah. He's been one of my favorite to play here recently, just because he's been on this little streak and, and he, he kind of, I, I wish I knew what exactly what happened to him because when he was with the Reds and the Giants, it felt like he was an ace type pitcher. And now he's a back into the rotation kind of guy. But, yeah, I think just age and some injuries. Yeah, you know. Nine oh seven Eastern first pitch Blue Jays at the Athletics. Be kind of a normal night in Oakland. It'll be about seventy degrees. Close in the mid sixties. A slight breeze out, which usually happens there. Alec Manoa versus Cole Irvin. I love Manoa. He's fantastic. But I don't think Manoa is as good as that 209 ERA. The advanced metrics say it should be about three and a half. So I have Manoa as good, just not Cy Young worthy. Now, his results have been Cy Young worthy. But again, results aren't necessarily there's, – there's other things we can look at besides ERA that are better predictively. Predictive-wise, I think he's going to be good going forward. I just don't think he's quite this good. I could be proven wrong. But again, those advanced metrics really lag behind his results. And so at this point, I'm kind of taking the stance on Manoa that he is good. He's very good. He's just not 209 ERA good. Against Cole Irvin, who has a 358 ERA, advanced metrics lag a little bit behind that. I have Irving as Irvin as just an average pitcher. Obviously, y'all know I don't really like the A's. The offense is bad. Their bullpen is at least trending towards mediocre. Blue Jays should win this game. They're the better team. They have the better starting pitcher. Model says the Blue Jays should be a minus 181 favorite. So Blue Jays minus 247 is way too steep for me personally. I'm on the A's at plus 221 B grade pick. I'll take a flyer on them. They're going to win some games. They're at home. I'm not sure how much home field helps them out given that there's no fans. But they're going to win some games. And it's one of those where they just got to win this one out of three times. You know, if they basically play and they won't play this game with these pitchers, right? But hypothetically, if they were to play a three-game series with these pitchers, they're just going to win one out of three. That's not crazy. Uh, if you win one out of three all season, you probably are like the worst team in baseball, which is what the A's are. So just go win one out of three at plus 221. We've got a lot of value there. Again, I think the Blue Jays probably win. The price is just way too steep. And in a pitcher-friendly ballpark like Oakland, even looking at Blue Jays' run line scares me personally because this could easily be a one-run game. It could easily be two to one, three to two, something like that. I'm on the under seven and a half, also a B grade. I just don't think that the run line makes a lot of sense with the Blue Jays. You're laying too many odds for it should be a tight, low scoring game. I don't think the A's can score off Manoa, but I'm not sure exactly how much the Blue Jays will score against a decent pitcher in a such a pitcher friendly ballpark. They'll score a few. I just don't think they're going to get six or seven by themselves in that park. That park's really tough to get runs in. So I like the under, and I'm taking a flyer on the A's. I just think there's a lot of value at plus 221. Jake, what do you got? So this one uh, really surprised me how heavy the Blue Jays are favored. Yeah. Uh, it, so I wonder if, like, we were talking about the um, totals being shaded up a little bit. Do you think they shaded this one just because of uh, name recognition with the Blue Jays and the, and the name recognition of the Athletics being bad? Potentially, yeah, potentially. It, it, it feels like if this game was in Toronto – I would be like, okay, that's a little too much, but I'm like, I get it, right? It, you know, being on the road. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe you're right there. I, it blows my mind. It's, it's, it's just way too high in, in my opinion. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not actually making a play on this one yet. Um, this is one of the ones that I've kind of done this in the past. Like if I'm going well during the day, I'm going to put a little bit on the athletics to see if we can let's see if the good luck continues. Kind right. of thing. Uh, but I, like you said, the blue Jays are more like more likely going to win this. And with that, like you said, pitcher friendly park, this is, it's going to be tough for the run line. So I don't want to see that because the, the price is too high. Yeah. And the under, under looks good, but, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the Blue Jays have burned me a few times when they just get on a roll, so I'm staying away from that. Also, I'll I'll tweet it out later if I end up, if, I, if things go well. I'll take a flyer on the Athletics, but that's and, and the Blue Jays, Blue Jays with a really good offense, right? I don't want I don't want that to get lost in the discussion. We know that one of the top offenses. It, it's uh, it's just that park. It's just I mean, and, and, and they've got some guys who can really crush the ball, um, and that's the thing though, is that you have to really crush it, you know. Even for guys like uh, Springer, who can really get behind one, Vlad, who can really get behind one, you know, that sort of thing. You know, so many of your home runs are the first five rows. And a first five row ball in Oakland is either an out or a double. And double's still good, out's not for them. So it's just, again, a great offense. A great, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's just, it's so much about the price, right? And we talk about this like with football too and, and college basketball, right? Which is the sports we do here. It's the same thing when we talk about one team's really better, but you're laying 20 some odd points. It's like, I don't know. Like, it's tough to say. Like, I know they're better, but like, can they win by that much? It's the same thing we talk about here with the odds. It's like, Blue Jays are the better team. They have the better pitcher. I mean, better offense. I get it, but it's just like on the road, traveling across the country. Now, some people will say that affects them more on the day of. Some people will say it affects them more on the second day. That's obviously kind of still an open question about how, you know, who it affects and how much it affects. But I mean, after traveling across the country, um, just like I said, a, a price at minus 250 is just really steep um, in a park that can really suppress runs. And this could be 0 0 in the fifth inning, and everyone would be like, well, what's going on out there? You know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of actually how I see this one going like the, a, a late win for the Blue Jays. But... Yeah. Late game, 10 10 Eastern first pitch out in LA. Rockies at the Dodgers. It'll be low 70s to start in LA, mid 60s to close. Winds will be blowing out, kind of like usual, a little bit stronger at the start of the game, a little bit lighter at the end of the game. What we typically see in that park. Kyle Freeland versus Julio Urias. Freeland is average. He has a 431 ERA advanced metrics lag behind that slightly solid pitcher, average. Urias. A 264 ERA, but the advanced metrics say it should be about four. I think Urias is good. I don't think he's as good as that ERA. Not a guy that I want to blind fade because I don't think he's, I don't think it's all smoke and mirrors. I just think it's a little bit of, I just don't think he's quite that good. By the end of the season, if his ERA is over in the, uh, has risen to the low mid threes, that would be kind of what I expect. Obviously, the Dodgers have a better offense. Dodgers have a better relief core. Dodgers should win this game. The only question is by how much really. The model spits out a number on this one of Dodgers minus 324, which is just insanely high. I tweeted this out yesterday. The Dodgers just, I mean, the model just thinks this Rockies team is garbage. <laughs> so it just thinks that the Dodgers are going to run away with this one. I'm on the Dodgers. I'm on the run line. A grade pick for me. Uh, I don't play a lot of run lines, but laying 275 is just not something I'm excited to do. The Dodgers are the only team, and they keep doing it. I don't know if it's going to hold up all season, but they're the one team that when they win, they seem to win big, and when they lose, you've at least saved some juice on the run line. That was the situation yesterday. They were looking at a one-run win, and you're thinking, oh, this is a great time to have them on the money line rather than the run line, of course, and they blow it. 
and just lose. And you're saying, hey, at least I would have rather had him on the run line. I've lost less juice at that point. So I'm kind of following that playbook here just because the odds are so big uh, at minus 275. I still think minus 275 offers some value. Again, I don't love parlays. There's a lot of ways they can go awry. I've talked about those issues at length. But if you're going to do a money line type parlay, the Dodgers are a team you probably throw into that because they should win this game. They're better than the Rockies in a, by a lot in every aspect. The only area that they don't destroy the Rockies is starting pitcher, and they still have an edge because Urias is still a better pitcher than Freeland. So the Dodgers are the side, in my opinion. It's one where it's hard to make the price too high, which is crazy to say at those numbers. I'm specifically on the run line with an A-grade pick, and I'll take a flyer on the under at 8.5. I don't really like this under at all. It's just... I think maybe the total should probably be eight, but I mean, eight and a half minus 120 isn't far from eight. So I think eight probably makes more sense swallowing under, but at minus 120, I just don't think there's any value in this under. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, the Dodgers run line all the way. This is, this one's going to be rough. I, I get Urias is good. I, I think we kind of have opposite opinion. I'm like mm-hmm. just watching him kind of destroy the Braves a few times and they got one. I, I know the offense behind him helps out. Tremendously, but he got one twenty games last year, and he's just got some bad luck with his five hundred record this year. But I think he's better. He's better than that for sure. Yeah, soon enough. I think I think he could just he shows up in big moments, and I don't know. I'm really impressed by him. So I just this is probably all I I test. So it's probably, I'm probably falling for some smoke and mirrors kind of thing. But I, I think he dominates this game. I think the Dodgers dominate this game, and. I don't know. I don't think the Rockies really deserve to be on the same field tonight. Yeah, I agree. And 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 I will say the model has kind of started to really take some stances on some teams. And for the most part, it's been right. So I'm kind of just trusting it on aggregate that it hasn't been as good fading the Rockies. Of course, yesterday we faded the Rockies and the Diamondbacks are up 5 nothing, and then they blow it late. Um, but the, the model has been pretty right about teams like the Guardians where it's just said, hey, this team's better than you realize and it's kind of taking the same stance against on the Rockies, saying the Rockies are really it's been right about for the most part the Nationals saying the Nationals are really bad so it's kind of taking some stances and I'm kind of mostly trusting that that's right it hasn't worked out against, on the Rockies but I'm saying a small sample size that it's worked out most of the time and I'm kind of just following the model here and saying that I just don't think this uh, Rockies team is very good they have won some games but I, yeah I'm like you I just don't think they belong on the same field as the Dodgers all righty, and that is the games today. I'll recap the A-Pix here. I've got the Marlins kicking us off early, minus 112 at the Nationals. I've got the Guardians in game one, minus 142 at the Tigers. I've got the under nine in Cubs and Brewers. I've got the Astros, minus 212. I've got the under eight in Giants Diamondbacks. I've got the Mets, minus 149 at the Reds. I've got the under eight in Mariners Padres. And I've got the Dodgers run line at home against the Rockies. Jake, any parting words? Hey, it's about the time where baseball's all we got going. So <laughs> this time of the year, you know, this is what we do. For better or worse, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All righty. And that is all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, remember... You can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.